Unleashing the rising billions. Disrupting tradition. Always be closing. Gaining exponential wisdom from street smart strategies. I dream the kind of dreams that other people said would not be possible. Free your mind. Nothing happens till something moves. I'm a big fan of going all in on your strengths. Create your blue ocean. Innovation and collaboration with competition. Do you want to sell sugar water for the rest of your life? Or do you want to come with me and change the world? Creating uncontested market space. I worry that people don't tap into their strengths. Wealth creation and a new economy entrepreneur. And there is a very thin dividing line between success and failure. Witnessing unprecedented technology. You can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold Show with Christopher Cumby and Alan Witch. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, it's Christopher Cumby with Think Bold, Be Bold, and with my awesome co-host, Alan Witch is in the house. What is going on, my brother? What Good is morning, Mr. Chris. Man, I'm I've been on really a whirlwind of you. Uh, things. This seems <laughs> you, like yeah. I'm, brand new at, <laughs> I'm brand new at the show today. Um, thank you for having me, and uh, I appreciate uh, jumping in at this point. No, but it's been a, a crazy... <laughs> A crazy whirlwind of uh, moving and uh, just a lot of travel and so many things going on, Alan. But uh, somehow uh, it leads back to uh, having some great shows and great people that we uh, are able to talk to and, you know, see what they're doing to help the world become a better place. And, you know, just uh, some amazing stories, amazing people. And uh, certainly today uh, it will be uh, one of those shows where uh, you'll start to uh, uh, not only hear about it, but you'll feel it because this guy brings the feeling, brings the boom. But Alan, you do the great pleasure of introducing our guest today. Ah, uh, Thank you, sir. You know, I, I, I love doing this because it gets... The ability to really be able to talk about somebody's DNA a little bit, give a little bit of expectation, but not give the whole thing away. Today's guest, though, is really kind of unique in that he has um, a real wide collection of experiences, but when you when you bring them together in this recipe, parishioners and clients and associates and collaborators all get this really cool mix, and it comes from being a you know a vision interpreter first and we're going to dive into what that really means but he's a minister he's an entrepreneur he's a mentor he's an author he's a trainer he's even i i was i was looking him up a little bit earlier. what he may or may not talk about this but uh but but i'm definitely going to talk about it in 2006 he was the ebony man of the year with uh, alpha kappa alpha sorority and i want i want to hear how all that came about but talk about a mix of uh, a mix of talent and skill uh, that he's bringing to those within his circle of influence. So um, I, I'm excited to bring him on. So without further ado, Ramon Harper, welcome to Think Bold Be Bold this morning. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited about being here. Yeah, fantastic. It's it's great to uh, meet you after reading up a, a little bit about you know what you're up to and what you're doing, and so many interesting things. But you know, I always like to start with 
where you know this all came from you know where did this lead from you know what you know point in life was there maybe that turning point um, or epiphany or revelation uh, you know vision like you like to uh, you know use in, in your stuff and you know bringing that vision um, what 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 sort of happened for you to now do what you're doing and you know helping so many and I'd love to dive in some of those uh, programs you do and and certainly the uh, uh, the interesting uh, network that you're creating um, you know around two man two-man support it takes to who is helping you lead I like that stuff uh, because I think we all need you know those um, people that we can uh, we can we can talk to a lot and uh, more importantly give us another perspective on things but let's get started we'll dive in where we can and okay. uh, we'll take it uh, we'll, we'll probably put you to the fire as well what do you think Alan I, I think so. I feel uh, ooh, right. a little right. coal, little hot coal sitting over here. Yeah, we're going to oh, bring okay. that on. All right. All right. We're going to bring some fire. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we know you can dance, brother. <laughs> so, um, man, I, I think I, for me, this whole idea of um, being a two-man, um, trying to just um, incorporate this, this other conversation into the leadership talks, the leadership books, the leadership genre, um, so many times, most leadership, I'm a big John Maxwell fan, I'm a follower, um, I study leadership, I read everything that I can on leadership. And so as I've just been doing it for the past 20 years professionally, I was like, there's not a conversation about the leaders who aren't the leader. Um, you know, and there's not a lot of resources out there that tells people or trains people or teaches people how to be a good support leader, how to be sure. a good COO, how to be a good CFO, how to be a great assistant principal, um, mm -hmm. a great assistant coach, a great assistant pastor. So everything is kind of about leadership. And I think it kind of creates a weird dynamic that nobody wants to be the two man, the three woman, the four man. Everybody wants to be the one. And so my, my career, just kind of going back, I have been always been infatuated probably back to being a child. Um, I grew up in Detroit, Michigan, and so a big Motown baby. Motown was right down there the street. There you go. Mm -hmm. my, you're almost, my, you're <laughs> almost Canadian. Yeah, man. <laughs> man. Listen, listen, I hung out in Windsor all the time. Oh, I'm sure you did. <laughs> yeah. so, so growing up, my stepfather, he was a prominent DJ, still is in Detroit, um, called Foodie Rome, and he runs a lot of the events at Shane Park, and he used to host these big concerts and he would take us to see plays and concerts and Michael Jackson, Prince and all these different entertainers who would come. And I would uh -huh. go to the show and everybody was infatuated with the artists. I was infatuated with the people who was taking the money at the door. I'm like, who gets <laughs> Nice. How does all this thing work, right? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, like I'm infatuated. Like, who's taking the money at the door? Who put this show on? Like, I'm right. I'm watching right. the production of it all, mm -hmm. and I'm like, the artists it seem like they only doing one thing. They get up there and they kill it and they perform, but somebody else is making this happen. Sure. So sure. As a kid, I was just infatuated by that, and then through my life, as I began to grow up, I was always an entrepreneur. My father was an entrepreneur. My mom, she worked at Henry Ford Hospital, but she always sold Amway or Melaleuca or something. So I just had this entrepreneurial spirit in me. And so 
I was the kid at school who sold candy. I would go to Sam's and I would sell candies and, <laughs> and upsell blow pops and Snickers and <laughs> all of that type of stuff. And so I've just always been intrigued by business and who's making things work. And so as I got older and I started seeing most entertainers had managers, they had um, producers. And then I started recognizing they weren't making the big money like artists. And I end up later on starting a management company. The artist was only getting a piece of the pie. So if you if you own the record label, if you're the, the writer of the song, if you're the producer of the song, they're splitting that dollar three ways. The producer, yeah. the writer, and the mm -hmm. artist are splitting that three ways. And I was like, uh, I, I don't think I would want to be the artist. I wouldn't want to be the man. I want to be the man behind the man, the people who are kind of pulling <laughs> sure. the strings. So that kind of mm -hmm. set me on the path to kind of where I am today and um, you know, we can talk about more about what I've done, but that was kind of the foundation. Um, I wanted to see who was pulling the strings and those people intrigued <laughs> me. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of yeah. how I got introduced. You're a strategist, it sounds. You're a very strategist. You can see yes, things. Sir. You like to see things in the background and... You know, that, that goes with vision though, right? I mean, that's how, you know, you can utilize that, um, you know, the mind then to create uh, the production of it. And to right. your point, because you were so fascinated with it as you grew up, that was something within your reticular activator, right? That's mm -hmm. the thing you focused on and, and became really uh, intrigued with. So it just, you know, brings out the brilliance. I mean, that's your genius zone and that's, uh, that's incredible. And um, it's funny, I was on a show uh, uh, a podcast show with with Neva, um, and she's she's awesome. She's a great podcaster. She's a she's a young podcaster, and she's got a great show. And she said, uh, "What's your superpower?" You know, mm -hmm. and I had to think for a moment, and you know, you, you think about it, and um, you know, the thing I, I I think I'm really good at is just asking good questions, so I can whittle whittle down the wood. You know, just slowly start to start to see things you know um but anyway that's uh that's amazing alan what do we got my my, my friend because i know uh, you've got some things that you want to uncover yeah i mean i i love the the journey that you've taken because it's kind of been a journey ramon behind the curtain yeah. and you know seeing you know what what's the wizard yeah, doing good, back good there but yeah. I, I like the fact that you do something that I think a lot of CEOs, maybe they do, but they don't necessarily publicly memorialize it, and that is bringing your faith into your business. And not only how you operate yourself, but how you promote that then, what kind of tools that gives you then to be able to digest and give to your client base, give to your audience, give to your parishioners. Was that a natural blend for you, or is that something that was an acquired learning process for you to bring that faith-based tool set into the business environment? Yeah, I, I, I don't know if it was learning. I've just always been an all-in person. Like, I, I don't, I'm not segmented. I'm not compartmentalized. And so, you know, my faith in God, even before I was a Christian, I was this way. I just didn't really understand mm -hmm. the language of faith and, and how that played sure. into it. So I, did, I didn't grow up in a church. I didn't grow up. My, my, my grandfather was a pastor, but I didn't grow up in church. So I really didn't know God until high school. I went to church because the girls was there. And you get to see them in their Sunday best. 
absolutely. Right. They dressed and they cute and all that stuff. And so then college, <laughs> college um kind of kind of went through some different trials or whatever, and just was like, man, I you know I, I need something to kind of get me through. But after college is when I will really say I became a Christian and, and really built a relationship with God. And so because I do things all the way or nothing. Um, it just, as I became a Christian I, I, and I understood the Christian faith and I was already an entrepreneur and I was, I worked for the federal government after I um, graduated from college. So I worked for the EPA and I was a grants officer um, for the Houston laboratory. And so I was developing my faith then, but I was, I was learning business and infrastructure from the mm -hmm. federal government systems and standard operating mm -hmm. procedures. And so everything just started merging for me. It's like, okay, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a professional, now Christian. And so to me, it wasn't, it really wasn't hard. It was just a progression. And so I knew then what I had, what I had as a kid who would say, hey, I can sell candy. I can, I can do business. I can lead my basketball team. It was yeah. faith all along. I just had a faith in myself mm -hmm. yes <laughs> and didn't mm -hmm. really understand it was faith right. something higher right. was pushing me and driving me so as i begin to incorporate what i do as a consultant to whether i'm consulting with business owners i've been in the entertainment industry managing artists and theater companies that just comes out i'm not i'm not the pastor who's going to bible beat you you're not going to hear me whooping you with scripture my life is going to show you that man, something yeah. else is behind him that will make you live by example. I love that. I yeah. love yeah. that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's that, that energy. And, um, uh, you can feel it from people as well. And that's, that's what uh, I think is, uh, is great. Uh, leadership is when people can not only see it, um, but they can feel it. And, uh, and that's awesome. I want, I want you to feel it, but I would rather, Instead of telling you about God and trying to teach you scripture, I would rather you read my life. Sure. Well, it's all about stories, right? I mean, everything yeah. is about stories. We all learn by stories, and, and the best stories are those that we've experienced. Okay, mm -hmm. you know, and, and good, bad, and indifferent. Sometimes the, you know, the most challenging of stories really shows uh, kind of a, a window into not only our soul, but our character. And how we navigate and, and how we come through that. So with, with that in mind, give us an idea of what uh, the average day is for you. What's the first thing you think about when you get up in the morning? Man, I first get up in the morning, I got to thank God. I, have, <laughs> I get up and I, and I really do. I, I spend probably 30 minutes to an hour in devotion. And I'm, and I'm really, during my devotion, I'm, I'm reading scripture, I'm praying, I'm I'm journaling my thoughts from the day before and just that's that's, that's so important. I, I was taught that from my mentor, just the mm -hmm. power of journaling. Um, and so I spent so. a lot of time just journaling and processing through my thoughts because for me as a leader, I think it's important. I talk about this in my book. You have to be healthy. And I think a lot of times we may say physically healthy, but I want to be emotionally healthy. Sure. Um, so I need to process pain i need to process who who made me mad yesterday and what i'm gonna do with that you know yeah. i want to curse somebody out but i'm a pastor now so i can't curse them out so i might need to curse them out of my journal um you know so it's just that that's important for, that's that's important for me um just to be be able to process through that 
my first thing in the morning. After I do that, I go work out and man, trying to trying to work on this physical, losing weight and staying healthy. And so I, I work out. Then my day starts, you know, get get to the office, whether I'm my home office or I'm going to the church and have my day set. I, I really for me to do all the things I'm doing, I have to master my calendar. I have to mm-hmm. be a master of time sure. management because I have a lot of things going on. And um, my pastor teaches me if I don't if I don't tell my time where to go, it's going to tell me where to go. That's right. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> yeah. So I have certain days that I do certain things. And so Tuesdays, there's normally my meeting days, business days, a lot of HR stuff. And Wednesday is kind of my research and development day and building relationships and connecting with the community. Thursday is kind of my more creative day and developing new ideas and things like that. So but my day, it's it's kind of it's a day, but it's also a week. I have a mm-hmm. rhythm to my sure. week um, unless something emergency happens. I kind of know what I'm doing Monday. Friday night is date night with the wife. Saturday morning is me time. Leave me alone. Let me do whatever I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> so I just kind of set my week that way. So there's a rhythm to my week. And I have something new. I have an executive coach that I work with, um, amazing guy, Josh Kahn. But he he's helped me work on this whole rest day. Um, if you're a Christian, of course, mm-hmm. they call it the Sabbath. But I just think any busy person needs to have a time where they just unplug sure. and have mm-hmm. a 24-hour period where I just turn the phone off and try to re, re-up, refresh myself for the week. And so, yeah. Yeah, I can Beautiful. dig that. You got to have that. Sometimes we learn that by the hard way, right? <laughs> we get knocked listen, down. Listen, I'm a I'm a grinder. I got a hustler spirit. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> on the go, but that was that was wearing me thin. And I had a battle with um, I got diagnosed with cancer last year. I'm um, sorry to hear that. Yeah, stage four lymphoma. So I went Ooh. through six rounds of chemo treatment last year, which is which gave me the time to write this book. Um. So it's weird how stuff works. So went through Certainly. that, but mm-hmm. they told me I needed to learn how to slow down. Mm-hmm. Well, it gave you a tool and gave you a gift. How are you doing now? Man, I'm healed. Sweet. I'm awesome. Healed. Amazing. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. God did it. I'm healed. And soon as soon as I got up, I went through six rounds of chemo. And by September of last year, man, they couldn't find a trace of it. And, and it was off. Off to the, off to the run, off to the. Yeah, I love so, it. That's awesome. Well, you diverted your mind into something uh, more productive, mm-hmm. and uh, tell us about it. It takes two. Who is helping you lead? Because uh, that is the uh, the name of your book. And uh, just so everybody knows, out there, you can go to mansupport.com, or of course, uh, you can go to uh, RamonHarper.com. Uh, uh, as well, and um, you can you know just sort of read about these things and and, and follow up. But uh, Ramon, give everybody um, an opportunity to pull like what well, you know what what can we pull out just a, a couple of points that they'll you know learn from this book and you know why you know perhaps uh, you know give us something uh, uh, an example of you know someone who uh, who dove in and, and grabbed something out of this book and and used it or or a story or behind that uh, just so we can you know, uh, attach an emotion to something, maybe we can reach out and help some other people, right, right now. Yeah. So wrote the book, It Takes Two, Who Is Helping You Lead. It is a book. It is a leadership book. Um, 
that is targeted to two people. It is targeted to senior leaders, whether you're the CEO, whether you're the senior pastor, whether you're the principal, whether you're the head coach, writing to them to help them understand you can't do it by yourself. No one can achieve any level of success alone. And I, and I use various illustrations, sports illustrations. And so um, people talk about Michael Jordan was the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time, but he never won a championship until Scottie Pippen came mm -hmm. along. Um, mm -hmm. you, you can tell me about Steve Jobs. I can tell you about Steve Wozniak. You can tell me about Dr. Martin Luther King. I can tell you about Bayard Rustin. You can tell me about Abraham Lincoln. I can tell you to look up a guy named William Seward. You mm -hmm. say Paul Allen. <laughs> I mean, you say Bill Gates. I say Paul Allen. And so mm -hmm. if, if you go through history and leadership, no one ever accomplished anything without a great team. Sure without a two man, without a two woman. So I write to them and say, hey, you can't do it by yourself. And and if you have good help, appreciate it. But if you don't have quality executive mm -hmm. leaders on your team, mm -hmm. let me show you what to look for in those people. So inside the book, I have the qualities of a two. Um, I have how to find a two. These are so important because there's certain character traits. Um, and I'll just kind of give you one. I use this illustration of a lion and a horse. In, a, in an organization, you have a lion who's the leader, the king of the jungle. But everyone can't be lions on the team. So I am, I'm a horse. A horse, if you study the anatomy of a horse, a horse has ears that flaps that allows them to hear greater than the human. Their ears can rotate, which means they can hear better. Their eyes are on the side of their heads, which means they can see that we see this way, they see this way. They can see all around. They're sensitive to touch. So if you if you touch a horse, if a gnat lands on a horse's tail, it can sense it, it can feel it. And so I use this analogy of a lion and a horse. You want horses on your staff. You want people who hmm. can hear what you can't hear, who mm -hmm. can see what you can't see, who can sense danger or a bad business deal before you might sense it. And so I talk about that in the book. You need horses on your team. If you're going to have an executive team, you want horses who will run for you, but they're also the only animal that can be domesticated because sometimes a lion will drag people to the finish line. Horse will carry people. So I talk about it in the book and I use that analogy because those are the types of people that I want working on my staff because sometimes, yeah, I need, to get, I need to get on your back and ride mm -hmm. even if I'm the leader. So I talk about that, but then I also flip and I talk to the two men or the two women. And the two men is a term. It's not gender specific. You can sure. be a woman who's the mm -hmm. COO. You can be a woman who's a two man, a helper, a leader in your organization. So then I talk to the, the support team and I talk to them about loyalty, confidentiality, uh, being healthy. You know, in my in my church world, now I'm a leader in my business, but in the church, I'm an executive pastor. I'm not the lead pastor. I have to be healthy enough to support somebody else mm -hmm. where I'm not glory hog. Where it's like, okay, I might have come up with the idea, but he's gonna get the credit for it. And I can't be pouting because I didn't make the front page. I didn't make the headlines. <laughs> I have mm -hmm. to be healthy enough to know. I might have sure. given an idea. I might have helped you become successful. And I'm more excited about the name on the front of the jersey 
then the name on the back of the jersey. On the front of the jersey is the team. On the back of the jersey is my name, and I'm yeah. not concerned with that. So I help them understand how to handle some of those things. So that's just a little bit about it. I think it's good for a senior leader, and I think it's good for those who are called to assist a leader because I've done it. Even as a consultant, I'm a two-man. It's not mm -hmm. about me. It's about my client. And so sure. I have to be willing to play, play the background where a lot of people, business, entertainers that I work with, they, they may never know I was behind the scenes helping them. And I don't care. I just want to win. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. This show mm -hmm. is going to be aired on C-Suite Radio. Just wanted to throw that out. And, of course, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Podomatic, uh, and uh, also um, Megaphone. We've got uh, some mm -hmm. new things going on in our world. But, uh, and, and, and exciting. Uh, Alan, man, uh, every time we jump on the show, it starts to uh, – I start to realize how time – you know, it's speeds up somehow. Fast. It just keeps speeding up like it's already. Uh, uh, but we're changing up our format as well and um, getting uh, getting everybody. Uh, and that's going to be exciting. Something new for us, Alan, where we're going to uh, piggyback on a on a full full throttle full day. day, full, full throttle day. in the studio type, and uh, we're getting things set up for that uh, so that we continue to grow and uh, do things efficiently and also fit in all those. Uh, other things we've got uh, we've got <laughs> happening, <laughs> uh, which is exciting. Um, let's uh, let's bring him in for the landing. I think we have some time for uh, a little bit more. Yeah, I got. I got. Um, I, 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 I love it. You know, again, I I I love this stuff because um, we often, you know, as you mentioned, all these different names. I uh, don't really realize that, you know, uh, it was those war rooms or, or, or back rooms or whatever you want to call it, uh, ideal rooms, uh, where all those things were, were brought up and perspective was brought in. And, you know, it was often the people that, uh, to your point, um, were the people that, you know, weren't on the stages. Um, but you got to realize that all that stuff gets done because of the people behind the scenes and, mm -hmm. um, and the support that you get. So you got to, you know, reach out. If you're in that situation right now where you're leading, then you know realize that uh, your team uh, if you haven't done so and you have you know get get a moment do something nice for them today you know um, I actually <laughs> threw that out before the end of the show but uh, I think it was perfect timing but uh, Alan let's uh, awesome let's talk about uh, whatever what, whatever's coming to your mind I dream interpreter oh yes I like this but I go <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what do you say to that? It's like, okay, man, you got to just go there just and lay it out. Just, yeah, just blah. This, is, this is going to be good. Yeah, so so a lot of times as leaders, as executives, as entrepreneurs, we have a dream. We have a vision. We see we see the end. You know, when you guys came up with this Think Bold, Be Bold show, you saw this is a podcast. You had a mission statement. You knew what you wanted to do. Um, a lot of times what I've discovered is that a lot of times people have the vision, but they need an interpreter. They need they need someone who can come along to make it plain, to make it understandable mm. in layman terms. And so if you're a tech guy and you got this idea for an invention, how do you get the customers to understand why they need that product? How do you how do you sell that in a way that everyone understands like they need this to survive? Um you know, in a in a church context, how does a pastor get people to understand you need to come here every Sunday because I can help change your life? You need an interpreter. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. a lot of times 
visionary see A and Z. For me, I see B through Y. I see how to get you from A to Z. And that's what that's what I mean when I say I'm a vision interpreter, because that's what I've done. My business, BNB Consultant and Associates, it is an interpretation company. A lot of people come and say, okay, well, we want to hire you and your team to come help us blow up or take our business to the next level. Right, well, we're right. going to interpret what is your vision? What are you trying to do? And now let us give you a strategic plan on how to get there. So mm-hmm. that's what I mean as a vision interpreter. And back to the whole two-man book, um, I speak to types of two. There's an interpreter, a type of two-man that you want on your team who he or she is an interpreter of your vision. I don't dream about my own dreams. I dream about the dream of others. And I think that's what hmm. separates me from, from most people. Define, go say that again. And what, and what does that mean? Clarify that. So my, my vision is to help my client's vision become a reality. So when, when I sit down and I look at how will I kick butt, I think that was your, your term in so many words. <laughs> how, do, how, how do I kick Abbreviate butt? it. Abbreviate it. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, I, I do that. What I do, what's my superpower is I help people get to the next level. I come alongside and help you achieve your dream. And that's my dream. My dream is to help great visionaries and great leaders and great executives and great pastors and artists achieve the dream that they were dreaming about. So when I say I don't dream about my own dreams, I dream about the dreams of others. I'm constantly thinking about how can I help you get to the next level? How can I help you realize your mission and your vision? Yeah. I like it. I love it. Certainly, um, uh, you know, it, it's uh, well, you can you can look at it and 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 it's just that giving uh, environment that you're in, and I love that stuff because that that's what uh, this world is all about in my mind. That's what I pay attention to. Yep. And uh, I love what uh, I love what you're doing, um, Alan. Uh, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get you to do the last one because I want to bring out the uh, the absolute golden nugget here for people uh, that have listened in and and obviously uh, heard a little bit about Ramon. But we want to pull out uh, uh, that piece of genius. Let's uh, let's bring him in for that, and uh, then we'll say bye to our audience. And of course, audience, if you got to um, if you if you want to dive deeper, uh, we you know. Uh, encourage you to to reach out directly ramon i want you to tell them before we jump into Mm -hmm. the last question you know what which way do you which way do you prefer to be contacted because um often that's what happens out of these shows yeah ramonharper.com r-a-m-o-n-e-h-a-r-p-e-r.com you can go there and learn about everything that i'm doing you can contact me through there i'm ramon harper on every social media channel instagram twitter Facebook, LinkedIn is all the same. RamonHarper.com, Ramon Harper on every social media platform. Um, man, I love to chat with you. I learn. I love to hear your vision and see how I can help you get to the next level. Awesome. Nice. Alan. I like it. I like it. Yeah. You know, we, we always try to wind up the show. Will we, let, me, let me back up when I say that. When you're in an event, you're having a conversation, you're with somebody else, you're giving them their attention, you usually remember the first and the last things, right? 
Stuff in the mm-hmm. middle helps support those two things. But you remember the first thing they say, and you remember the last thing they say. And a lot of times, it's really the last thing they say that has the most impact on what you're doing because they get you to really, truly think about what came before it. So with that being the case, if in fact that is the way that we all digest and implement our day, what one thing would you like to leave with the audience today? Something that they can use and implement. It could be something you already talked about. Something they could okay. use and implement today as soon as they listen to this podcast to be able to enhance where they're headed. Yeah, so 30 years ago today, an amazing song came out. If y'all are hip-hop heads, it is by DJ Rob Bass and Easy Rock. They had a song called It Takes Two to Make a Thing Go You're Right. right. <laughs> One of my favorites. I love it. I, I can't get it. that high in my voice, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I might have cabbage patch for y'all or something. I know y'all don't know that, but I, I might have broke out in the dance for y'all to leave you with it. But that song, It Takes Two, I want you to listen to, listen to the word. It Takes Two to Make a Thing Go Right. It Takes Two to Make It Out of Sight. That's the premise of my book. It takes two. One person can make Love can it. make something, but it takes two to make it out of sight. So I just want to leave you with that. Get the book. It takes two. Who is helping you lead? Because if you have the right team, you can make it out of sight. Boom. Boom. We're done. That's awesome. Yeah, right? <laughs> I love that. That's leaving on a great note. Yeah. Appreciate your time. To the audience, we always uh, really enjoy um, the comments and uh, the shares out there. And, uh, of course, if you want to get a hold of Alan and I, uh, info at thinkboldbebold.com, at thinkboldbebold out there in the social media world, and, of course, uh, our website as well. And, uh, Ramon, thank you so much for joining us today. And, Alan, always a pleasure. Likewise, my friends, likewise. Ramon, it has been a pleasure and an honor to have you on the show. Thanks thanks for dropping by, and uh, keep on keeping on, my friend, because you've got a lot you got a lot that's ahead of you yet, <clears throat> excuse me, and I know that there's going to be a lot of people that are going to continue to gravitate around you, and I think that tide sure. of effect is going to get bigger and bigger. But thank you, Ramon, for, for being on our show today. Thank you for having Most me. Most definitely. Really- Wouldn't be a show without me saying, do something nice for someone today. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.